Hi readers, welcome to the Peace, Love, and Books in the Scott Library podcast. So, some of you may be familiar with the podcast and some of you may not. A podcast is not where you see my face, you just simply listen. Oh my goodness, I am a podcast junkie. When I walk, that's what I listen to are different podcasts. Some make me laugh, some are informative, and some are just good listening. And I want to share that with you now. I'm going to read a book for this podcast. I'm not going to read the whole book. Don't worry. I'll just put it in. I'll try to keep it down to 20 minutes or less because I know you guys are busy and you got things to do and you don't want to sit still. So bear with me. The name of this book is The First Case. It's a Detective Gordon mystery. Yes, it's by Ulf Nielsen. It has illustrations in it. You can't see that, but those are by Gitsby. And I would like to say that Gecko Press is allowing me to record this podcast, this story. Listen to the description, readers. By the way, Faith, if you're listening, this is for you. A very fat toad sat at the desk with an important piece of paper in front of him and a pen in his hand. This was the famous Detective Gordon, Chief of Police and Chief of Detectives in the forest. The famous Chief Detective Gordon, feared by all criminals, but Detective Gordon was asleep. He lay on his important paper, his face in a small pile of cake crumbs. His mouth was open and he was snoring. From the corner of his mouth, spit dribbled onto the paper. Ew! Chapter 1. Stolen Nuts. Suspects. Everyone. Wretched thieves! cried a small creature as it scurried through the snow. Thieving wretches! It was late in the evening and the whole forest was asleep. It was snowing softly and beautifully. Monstrous plunderers, called the little animal in a trembling, squeaky voice. Plundering monsters! The animal came to a path. The path led to a little house, and the little house was a police station. A light shone in the window, as it always did at the police station. The animal brushed the snow from its coat and shook a swirl of flakes from its long furry tail. It was a squirrel, which now wiped its feet and stepped inside. Whew! Horrible and sad, cried the squirrel. Sadness and horror! The squirrel looked around. It was a completely ordinary police station. First, you entered the big police room. On the wall beside the door was a glass cabinet, and the cabinet was a pistol and a baton. The glass was very thick, and the cabinet was locked with a strong lock. In the middle of the big police room was a fire where a few embers glowed. Behind the fireplace was a little kitchen for making tea. The police station had many modern gadgets and the squirrel didn't understand. It was a strange house full of odd things, he thought. The squirrel himself lived in a hole in a tree. He had no chairs, tables, and such like. It was just him and his nuts, which was all he needed. Then the squirrel noticed three very large cake tins. He smelled something agreeable, and he looked at them with interest. The 
the squirrel turned to the right, there was the prison with its barred door standing open. Inside, a bed was made up with a thick quilt and two pillows. Clearly no thieves were staying at the moment. He turned to the left. There was another small room, a bedroom for the chief of police. The squirrel peered in through a gap in the doorway. Above the bed were pictures of toads, old toads, very small toads, some the squirrel found quite ugly. Then he went right in and stood before a big desk. A very fat toad sat at the desk with an important piece of paper in front of him and a pen in his hand. This was the famous Detective Gordon, Chief of Police and Chief of Detectives in the Forest. The famous Chief Detective Gordon feared by all criminals, but Detective Gordon was asleep. He lay on his important paper, his face on a small pile of cake crumbs. His mouth was open and he was snoring. From the corner of his mouth, spit dribbled onto the paper. Whew, said the squirrel once more. The detective twitched, mumbled a little, and licked his lips in his sling. Then he rubbed his big round eyes. He suddenly seemed to be wide awake. I wasn't asleep. I was writing something important. He looked at the paper. It was wet and everything he had written was smudged. Smudged with cake crumbs on it. But it didn't turn out so well. He added sadly, crumpling up the paper. My dear squirrel, please sit here on the visitor's stool. How can I help? The squirrel sat carefully on the little stool and started to explain. It was a long and convoluted story, which took a long time to begin and seemed to have no end. More and more people turned up in the story, did nothing, and then disappeared. A great many were suspected of a crime. But what crime was it? No ordinary person would be able to understand what it was all about. And yet, Detective Gordon did. By the end, the squirrel was so upset he began to cry. Detective Gordon gave him a handkerchief, but didn't interrupt. He never did. Sometimes he said a small, uh-huh, to help the squirrel along. After three quarters of an hour, readers, how long is that? 15, 30, 45, that's right, 45 minutes. After three quarters of an hour, Detective Gordon wrote on a new dry piece of paper, nuts stolen from a, qu- a squirrel, suspects, no one or suspects everyone the squirrel finally finished his story and he sat sniffling quietly stroking his nose with his tail to comfort himself he had a soft nose and mild sensitive eyes the detective was a little envious the detective had two drawers in his desk one was for important notes the other for his stamp the detective took out the big old-fashioned stamp placed it on the paper moved it a little to the right and then a little to the left. Then he pressed dunk and went. At that, the squirrel grew calm and seemed satisfied. That was a very good stamp, Detective Gordon thought. The squirrel twisted the handkerchief in his hands. Will I get my nuts back, he asked. I'll investigate the case. They went out together into the snow. It was snowing still, and the full moon was perched in the treetops, spreading its light. The squirrel said he could show the way. 
Detective Gordon shook his head. He knew how to follow tracks. After all, he was a detective. Chapter 2. Guarding the hole, nothing happens. Yes, it does. Detective Gordon actually could read tracks in snow. He could see that a squirrel had made its way to the police station quite recently, maybe three quarters of an hour ago. Again, readers, there's that three quarters, 15, 30, 45. He could also tell that the squirrel had been nervous running this way and that. The detective huffed and puffed its way through the snow. His breath came in clouds from his wide mouth. The track led to a tall pine tree with a hole in it, a small hole to crawl in through and a large hole inside. The squirrel had gathered nuts all autumn and stored them there. He had been planning to eat them in winter, but how many of the nuts had been stolen? Come and look, the agitated squirrel called from up in the hole. No, said the detective. I, I, hmm, I'm reluctant to climb trees. This many have been stolen? This many have been stolen, cried the squirrel, making wild gestures with his arms. Oh, oh dear, said the detective. In the snow on the ground below, the detective could see exactly what had happened when the squirrel discovered the theft. He had run back and forth, a little here and a little there, and then here and there again. Said the detective, bending down to inspect something. Is it tracks from the thief? asked the squirrel. No, I think it is. Hmm. Did you cry when you discovered the theft? The squirrel nodded in silence. It's a frozen tear, said the detective. Do you live in this hole? The squirrel shook his head. He lived in another tree. He had only been here to his pantry to count his nuts just to be on the safe side. And how often do you count your nuts? The squirrel apparently counted them every Sunday. Hmm, said the detective. Then the theft could have taken place several days ago. The thief, therefore, has an advantage, and the ground is covered in fresh snow, so there are no tracks from the thief. By the way, do you have many of these hidden pantries? The squirrel nodded. Many. Best you go home now so you don't freeze. I'll keep watch. Rest assured, dear squirrel. The squirrel went off through the snow. Then he came back to return the handkerchief he borrowed. The detective laid the small frozen tear in it. The squirrel scurried off again. The detective sat down in the snow and watched. He looked at the hole. With his eyes fixed on it, he began to think. Squirrels are a little scatterbrained. They forget things, and you can't always rely on what they say. But this one is probably telling the truth. Someone really had stolen a lot of his nuts, and this thief had also stolen others' nuts. Recent complaints had been received from a woodpecker, a field mouse, and a jay. The detective had written all the complaints down on the paper and stamped them. Their stories weren't all confused and vague and incomplete. A major thief was clearly at work, plundering in this forest. And it was up to Detective Gordon to catch it. But all he could do for the moment was to keep his eyes strictly on the hole. 
It was a shame he was the only policeman at the station. The snow kept falling and he thought about teas and cakes. He stared crossly at the hole. Detective Gordon never asked, never looked crossly at anyone, but it didn't hurt to be cross with a black hole. To pass the time, he thought more about cakes and very hot tea. The snow went on falling, covering the detective in white powder. He tried to look sternly and commanding at the hole. It didn't help. The hole was giving nothing away. The detective thought about a warm fire in his paper with the important notes on it. Afterwards, he would write in his report, Watch the hole. Nothing happened. The detective hated sitting in the snow, watching. Worst of all, his arms and legs were almost frozen solid. Now he had completely disappeared under the snow. And he fell asleep. He woke with a little shudder. He heard a noise from the hole and his eyes flew open. He stared at the hole. Was his patient surveillance about to pay off? What Was he about to catch a thief? <gasps> Something appeared in the hole. Wait, what was it? He blinked, blinked a couple of times. Mouse, a little mouse. And the mouse had not had a nut in his arms. Ha, he thought. Here we have significant thief. And the significant thief is a little monster. Stop. In the name of the law, called the detective in an icy voice. Yes, his voice was icy. The entire detective, Gordon, was ice cold. The little mouse hopped lightly to the ground and began to scamper away as fast as he could. I'll catch you, shouted the detective. Then it was that was when he discovered that he had frozen solid. Readers, we're going to stop there. I want you to not get burned out. So we got to find out the deal about the the anchor that goes with the navy and the water stuff. Okay. Happy reading.